In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, in this wondrous sacrament of your body and blood, you have left us a remembrance of your passion. Grant that we may so receive the sacred mystery of your body and blood, that the fruits of your redemption may continually be manifest in us. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Maundy Thursday is from the book of the Exodus, the twelfth chapter. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to the number of each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the homes where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw, nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it, with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall be to you a memorial, and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast by an everlasting ordinance. This is the word of the Lord. He has caused his wondrous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and merciful. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. The epistle is from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the eleventh chapter. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. 
Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 13th chapter. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from supper, and laid aside his garments, took a towel, and girded himself. After that he poured water in a basin, and began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. Then he came to Simon Peter, and Peter said to him, Lord, are you washing my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, He who is bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. Therefore he said, You are not all clean. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, 
maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when he had washed their feet, taken his garments, and sat down again, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you say, Well, for so I am. 
If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. This is the word of the Lord. When the Eastern Magi bring frankincense and myrrh, they understand that the child king will be put to death, and their gifts are to prepare him for that death and subsequent burial. When Mary of Bethany anoints the feet of Jesus with costly oil of spikenard, she does it to prepare Jesus for his death and burial. When Nicodemus brings 75 pounds of myrrh and aloe to anoint the body of Jesus, he does so to prepare the body for burial. When Jesus prepares himself to die while in the upper room with the disciples, he prepares his disciples for his resurrection. He tells the twelve, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will know after this. Death spices are an odd gift for a young child. Anointing feet with costly oil and rubbing it in with human hair is odd behavior from any woman. Seventy-five pounds of myrrh and aloes for an executed criminal is oddly excessive. Yet from the perspective of faith, all of these acts make sense. If the body of man matters even in death, how much more does the body of God matter, especially in death? Faith sees and faith knows. Faith hears and faith believes. Faith understands that the Christ must suffer and die, so faith seeks to do the only thing it can, offer love through care. But Jesus washing his disciples' feet does not make any sense. He admits it himself. This act does not have to do with his death and therefore cannot be understood apart from the resurrection. Death the disciples understand, even if they do not fully understand Jesus' words about his own death. Resurrection, however, they do not understand, even after witnessing the resurrection of Lazarus. Neither do they understand this strange act of foot washing in the upper room, nor will they, not until after the resurrection. Those who wish to be a part of Jesus, those who wish to be joined to him and to have him closer to them than their own skin, must first be washed. Jesus says to St. Peter, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. This washing prefigures the washing of holy baptism, which St. Paul asserts is the washing of regeneration and renewing. 
this washing is the normal avenue through which one has a part with Jesus. Jesus' rebuke of Peter then resounds through all of history against those who would treat this sacrament flippantly or go so far as to deny its significance. Unless Jesus washes you, you have no part with him. Your washing does not count. It must be him. None other offers the washing that Jesus does. This washing also prefigures the death of Jesus when from his side pours blood and water, blood and water that wash the world in a cleansing flood. Apart from this washing, you have no part with Christ, for you are separated by a chasm of filth. No amount of soap and water on earth can cleanse, and the stench of which cannot be masked by any sweet aroma or fragrance in creation. This blood washes the garments of skin with which man is covered, that man might be made white as snow, and at last partake of communion with God in the flesh. Yet this washing also prefigures the resurrection and ascension of Christ. The apostles are washed in Christ so that they might have a part in him. Their part is to be apostles. Their part is to preach to you the gospel of Christ and to offer you his holy touch. St. Paul thus writes, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Jesus gives, the apostles receive. And in turn, the apostles give and you receive. How beautiful are the feet of those who deliver the word in their words and in their very hands to you. They are beautiful because of what Christ has done to them. He has washed those feet that they might have a part in him, that they might have a part in his priesthood and show his love to you, dear people. Now, mandatus, the mandate, the mondi of this Thursday, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. How are you to love without the meal of love? How are you to eat the meal if it is not delivered to you by the precious spirit-filled feet washed for this very purpose? How are those feet to deliver to hearts unwashed and uncircumcised? Unless Christ washes you, you have no part in him or in his meal.
Take and eat. Take and drink. Be washed. Have a part in Jesus, and in him be strengthened in your love of one another and of the people in this community, this nation, this world, this life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Amen.